Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friend, it's Nicole, host of the Nicole Walters podcast. Here's where we laugh, we cry, and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Let's get started. Hey friend, we have been having some crazy good chats. This year is off and running. I cannot even believe that we are almost to summertime break with these kids. Y'all pray for us. (laughs) It's going to be insane, but oh my gosh, I know we're going to blink and we're going to be in 2024. And it's why I just wanted to have a chat with you about progress. I think that A lot of times we have an inclination to not really evaluate how we're doing on our goals and our New Year's resolutions until a year has gone by, a year being like a marking of time. But I want to let you know that really effective people and high performers evaluate themselves regularly. They're always looking at how am I progressing on my goals? How am I, you know, hitting my marks? How am I doing the things that I want to do? And they're doing it in a 90-day time frame. So usually quarterly, they are looking at where they are, what they've done, what have they gained, what haven't they done, and evaluating how to approach it for the next 90 days. So what I wanted to talk to you about was the fact that one, if you feel like you have fallen off the wagon with your goals, with your accomplishments, with things you've wanted to do, grace, grace, grace. You know, I'll say it all day. Grace, grace, grace. And part of the grace of that is knowing that it is just hard to keep it all up because life is throwing us curveballs. As much as we can plan and anticipate for our families and for ourselves and for, you know, our general schedules, it is so difficult to plan and anticipate for the rogue things that life is going to give us, you know, and general life circumstances. So cut yourself some slack. All of us, are, are a little further off from our goals at the top of January. We're all bright eye and bushy-tailed, you know, by then, but then we're all jaded and war-torn by March, you know, so I understand and I relate. But that doesn't allow us to escape doing the work of looking and seeing what tools have we missed, what could we do differently, and how are we going to approach this next season? So that's what I want you to do. And I just want you to know also, and I just gave this advice to, you know, some of my clients in my community, but it's so easy to look at our goals and say, well, oh my goodness, I didn't accomplish this goal. So I just need to work harder at this goal for these next three months. And I want to let you know, that's actually not the most effective way to get your goal done. And uh, if you've never heard this before, I hope this changes your life because it's a biggie. 
What you want to do if you're looking back and evaluating having not hit your specific goal for the year is not say, okay, I really wanted to get into the gym. I didn't go to the gym this week. I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. And that was my goal in the beginning. So this week I'm going to start doing it. Look, Fran, let's just tell the truth. If you weren't doing it before, what has changed besides your awareness of the fact that you didn't do it? Nothing is going to happen suddenly that's going to make you achieve this goal effectively. What I want you to do instead to help you get closer to actually achieving this goal is look at the past 90 days. Ask yourself, why didn't I? go to the gym every three weeks? Why didn't I accomplish this goal? And I want you to do this from a standpoint of being very honest with yourself, being very forgiving, being very grace-filled, and just recognizing that we just want to identify what the barriers were. So if you're saying to yourself, well, the reason why I didn't hit these goals was because I had to do after-school pickup every day. That wasn't originally in the cards. We were going to go ahead and pay for an after-school program, but we shifted those funds to pay for, you know, an extra tutor. And now I'm doing pickup and that was going to be my gym time. Well, friend, that is a very valid reason for why you didn't go to the gym. So if that is the case now, what does that mean? Do you need to shift your gym time to the morning time? Is there someone else that you can support? Do you still need to shift those funds or now that she's had or your little one has had three months of tutoring, can those funds go back towards the after school program? The reason why I'm asking you to do this is because we all have an inclination to just go with inertia, right? My, my husband used to say this all the time. Inertia is the strongest force around free will or something, something to that effect. Probably not together because I don't even remember his quotes. Look at us. Look at me. <laughs> So, but that said, inertia, right? Like once you start moving, once you start going in motion, it's really difficult to change course. And so, you know, I want to let you know that it's less difficult than you would think as long as you're willing to take times regularly to stop and evaluate. And so instead of trying to tackle hitting that same goal in the exact same fashion, in this exact same way, I would love to see you try to tackle shifting and recognizing what are the things that were impediments, that were barriers that stood in my way and kept me from hitting that goal. Because if you take the next 90 days and you say, look, instead of me worrying about getting in the gym to get my dream body or my ultimate health by 40 or whatever it is, I would love to see you say to yourself, look, I am going to make sure that I'm better about my time management. I'm going to ask for more help from, you know, my partner. I'm going to create a tighter schedule for my kids and really stick with it. I'm going to go ahead and just get those great gym clothes because the reason why I never went to the gym was every time I went to go get dressed, I felt so gross that I ever actually went. If those are the things that were actually standing in your way, you will actually make more progress if you take the next 90 days to remove those barriers. Because if you remove those barriers and guess what? Now you might actually get six months of the year hitting that goal versus trying to do it again now and then making it to December and saying to yourself, I never actually went to the gym. Now, this is the first part of really getting back on track and making the most of your year because friend, I'm not kidding. We're going to blink. It's going to be June and the year is going to be half gone. And then you're going to start having people throwing journals at you and and plans and, and apps and you're going to be like, yeah, that's just what I need. You don't need all that. You can actually make progress if you just do this. Friend, everyone is talking about their brand. And I want to let you know the reason why that's happening is because your brand really does matter. 
Whether you work for yourself or you're part of a team, your brand has a lot to say. An issue helps you tell the world. You can breathe new life into your boring content by transforming it into brochures or newsletters, catalogs, magazines, and anything else from a boring flat PDF into an interactive digital publication. And what I love best is that I can create it once and post it everywhere. On my website, on Instagram, I can email to my clients, and I don't have to waste any time reformatting, resizing, redownloading, re-uploading. I don't have time for any of that. And that's why I love Issue. Issue works seamlessly because it's my all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials and magazines to catalogs and portfolios and so much more. It ties in with the tools that I already have. Canva, Dropbox, MailChimp, InDesign, it works with it all. So if you're a solopreneur or a designer or you have a whole enterprise team, anyone who wants to create and share engaging, gorgeous content can stand out in a matter of minutes. And you can start using Issue for free. Try it out and explore premium features that offer a more customized experience. So get started with Issue today for free or sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code Nicole. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use promo code Nicole at checkout for your free starter account or 50% off an annual premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code Nicole. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworker's promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated and there are so many hush hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. Now, the other thing is something that I think is really important. And when I tell you, it never occurred to me how widespread this behavior is. And I am certain that you are doing, have done, or are going to do this. And I wanted to call it out to you because I had a conversation with the Mr. Fellow about it. And he's someone that I admire because he really is a go-getter when it comes to his goals and his aspirations. And you have to be. When you live in Los Angeles and you're a musician and you're in the entertainment industry, no opportunity is going to wait for you. You got to go get it. And fortunately, he's grown up and has that personality. But when he told me the other day when we were talking that he always has an inclination to pass up opportunities first. I had to pause for a minute. And the reason why I say that is because he's had a lot of great opportunities. He's been on Jimmy Fallon. He's been on NPR Tiny Desk. He's recorded sessions with Megan Trainer, Jill Scott. I mean, this is a guy who is not hurting for good work. You know, he does a great job in this space. But I'm not kidding when I say when I found out he was passing up opportunities, you know, I was like, wait a minute now, not you giving away our money, <laughs> right? Not you passing up on our future, you know? So we had a real talk about it. And it turns out he was doing a thing that ultimately I was like, hand raise, I'm guilty for this too. So he was telling me about how, and I'm sure he doesn't mind me sharing this story, but if he does, it's already out there. It's okay. It's just my friends. So <laughs> what he was telling me was that he'd gotten a phone call about a really great tour. And I got to tell you, he's become one of the go-tos, right? Like people call him whenever they need 
a certain role. He plays trombone and he's also a producer or they need to like get connected with someone. And I, I y'all are like me where you know how you make it to a certain place in your life where people just kind of always use you as the reference. Like even if it's just our kids, mom, where's the catch up? Like just people always know that we kind of have the answers in certain categories or spaces or or we have relationships or we, we can point them in the right direction. And that's really awesome to be that type of person. But it also means that you get first look at a lot of opportunities and you may not even realize it because you're such a doer. Hear me out. This is I'm telling you, this is going to change your life. So he told me he got a phone call about a tour that they're looking to cast. And I'm not going to share all the details of, you know, who the artist and all that, but we're talking big, right? A big artist was looking to cast someone and they wanted someone who very spe- had a very specific set of skills. And I don't mean like a Liam Neeson taken sort of skills. <laughs> I mean, like could play certain instruments and could play them well enough to, you know, follow along with what is required from the artist and also had the flexibility and schedule Although this artist is a type of artist where people would change their schedule <laughs> to be able to go do this. And then also had a certain look. Not going to lie to you in this industry. It, that is a thing. You know, if it is a like cool hip band, they want someone they think looks cool and hip. If it is a younger band, they want someone who's young. Like if they if you've ever seen Lizzo's, you know, backup band, she chooses uh, women who are curvy because she wants to be a reflection of what she doesn't see in the world or what she doesn't see celebrated in the world. Or if you um, see Taylor Swift's, you know, backup dancer, she gets a lot of girls because she's all about girl power. You know, like that is really common. And so that was a factor as well. So I love this because they called my fella. They were like, you hit all the marks for what we need. Y'all, this is where it's getting real. Listen closely. You hit all the marks for what we need. We were wondering if you were available. That was what they reached out to him for. But his takeaway was, oh, yeah, yeah, I know somebody. Let me see who I know. Sir, they didn't ask you who you know. They said, are you free? Are you hearing me right now, friend? When an opportunity comes your way, when you hear about a gig, a performance, a showcase, a sale, a pitch, an onstage, an appearance, an article, a blurb. Y'all, I'm going down the list because I want it to trigger something in you. When you hear about an opportunity, how quick are you to say, oh, I know someone who'd be great for that? Or, yeah, I don't, let me see, let me see what's available. Rather than, How can I make this happen for me? Listen, if you're not going to be the biggest advocate for yourself, who is? Every time an opportunity comes across your plate, you better be evaluating it for yourself first. The determining factor of whether or not I'm going to shift an opportunity to someone else is if I evaluate it and it doesn't make sense for me. Now, that is where integrity lies. And here's what has happened. A lot of us, for four different reasons, have an inclination to pass up on opportunities that serve us. Those reasons are, first, fear. 
we hear about a great opportunity, something big, something we never could have expected, whether it is a mentor who wants to work with us, a event that we've been invited to, a board that we could be on, a volunteer thing, something that really feels like a manifestation of all of our prayers, all of our dreams. We cannot believe it landed on our plate. And out of fear, we'll say, oh my gosh, I can't do this because the opportunity seems too big or because we just can't see ourselves in that position. So we instantly pass the buck. Another reason is readiness. Now, when I say readiness, I mean both legitimate readiness and perceived readiness. Legitimate readiness is I actually don't have the tools to do this. Like we know right away, like, hey, you are asking me to be on stage. You want to perform three songs. I don't have those songs ready. That is legitimate readiness. You just did not stay ready. So you didn't have to get ready. That's on you. Conversation for another day. Other thing is perceived readiness, which is more applicable to this. It's this idea that you don't think you are ready for the opportunity that showed up. You don't think that you're prepared. Another reason is downright insecurity. You might be scared to be in a room with people that you don't feel you are worthy to be in a room with. And the last reason that we pass up on these opportunities is society valuing sharing over keeping. Now, I have to let you know, since we're in kindergarten, we're told the importance of sharing, but society has inundated us that there is so much more pride in helping others and we don't view are helping ourselves as a means to also help others. So I want to let you know that for all of you who are saying, I don't feel like I am as far as I'd like to be this year. Part of it may be what I addressed earlier. You just need to reevaluate your goals, remove barriers and start tackling them properly. But for a lot of you, it may be that opportunities have been knocking down your door and you have not been saying yes. Now, if it's fear, I want you to know that if you're waiting for fear to not be present to say yes to opportunities, well, guess what, friend? You need to learn how to do it afraid because I only want to receive opportunities that scare me because if it doesn't scare me, then it means that it's something I'm already acclimated to do and it means that it's not new and it's not going to take me into new places. I want to go into the unfamiliar. I want to get deeply comfortable with the idea of doing the unexpected As much as I can train myself to do that, then I can be limitless in where I'm able to go. I don't want to just do what is status quo. I want to make sure that I am doing things that align themselves with innovation. And what that means is if an opportunity comes my way to the point where I'm like, holy cow, can I do this? I really need to evaluate how I'm going to do this. The next thing is readiness. You already heard me say it. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. If the one thing you need to do this year is start putting things into places in preparation for that opportunity, do it. I live in a state of perpetual expectancy. What does that mean? It means that I expect that I will be wildly successful. I anticipate that I have nothing but huge opportunities coming to me. I treat myself like someone who is the best thing that people just haven't heard of. Now, I recognize that for a lot of people, that is difficult because we have our own self-worth issues. We have confidence issues. And I want you to know, I have all those too. I absolutely have my awkward, hot mess. I can't handle this. Pit stains, crying in a Target parking lot moments. I have those too. 
But when it comes down to knowing my truth, I always try to return to the place of awareness that, look, God has very specific things that he has spoken over my life and that have been revealed time and time again. And I refuse to stray from believing in him. I want what he wants for me and not what I want for me because what he wants is greater. And I can't tell you how many times over when I make decisions from the standpoint of where I want to be and not where I am today, that's where I actually move forward. So as an example, and this is, I mean, people in my life have become acclimated to my ridiculousness around that mindset, but it's true. In college, one of the things that was a running joke all the time was you couldn't find pictures of me with solo cups in my hand. It's not that I never went to a party, although I'm neither confirming nor denying I drank any substances, (laughs) but it was a running joke that they just could not snap pictures of me doing anything that seemed even the slightest bit off. And the reason why was because at the time I wasn't sure if I wanted to run for office. So I was like, the last thing you're going to do is have any photos of me in college doing anything weird or compromising that could be an issue. Right now, does it mean that I was perfect about that? No. I mean, thanks to the Facebook, I'm sure we could probably dig up a funny picture here or there. But, you know, I really did try my best to make sure that I was living with an expectancy. I wanted to be the person who was in their 20s thinking about what I was going to do and accomplish and live a legacy in my 40s. And another way that I stay ready is even now my assistant laughed the other day because she was packing up some items from my headquarters in Atlanta to ship over to my Los Angeles offices that I'm opening. And as she was packing things up, she was like, well, do we need this or do we need this personal effect or what do you think of this item? And I would tell her, I would say, well, no, that can get donated or that could get sold. Actually, we should pack that up in a box for the Smithsonian and that one should go over here. And she stopped me and she said, I'm sorry, what, Nicole? And I said, yeah, I was like, well, those items need to get packed up for the Smithsonian. And she's like, what, what are you saying right now? And I explained to her that I keep a Smithsonian box because once I have an exhibit in the National Museum of African-American History, I want to make sure they have good items for that exhibit. You're not just going to put into the exhibit my toothbrush because I didn't carefully curate, you know, the flyer for my first live event. You know, I want to make sure they have all the items to be able to tell an appropriate story. You know, like that is really like so I have certain dresses where I'm like, oh, this could get donated, but I should keep this one because it might be a good artifact for the exhibit. I'm thinking about my legacy on today. okay? and I know that that sounds bananas to people who don't think that way. But I want to let you know that if I am thinking with that level of big, then that means that wherever I fall short is still going to be bigger than the person next to me. And I want you to know that that is the same attitude I carry to accepting opportunities that show up on my plate. And the next one is insecurity. I have to let you know that I feel that too. I pray that I am invited into rooms and tables and I only sit at tables with people who have accomplished more than I have. That is a prayer that I genuinely have for my heart. It is also a prayer that terrifies me. The idea that I only sit and I'm only invited to banquets of people who have accomplished so much more than I have and what I aspire to do is overwhelming. But it means that I'm being invited into rooms that I'm worthy of being in. And I need you to want that for yourself as well. And what that means is that we don't let our anxiety and our insecurity make decisions for us around opportunities. We let the self that is sitting at that table make the call around the opportunity that's in front of us because you'll never make it to that table if you're saying no with the mindset of the person who hasn't arrived there yet. And then, of course, society valuing sharing over keeping. I'm going to have a very 
very real conversation with you here. If you are a woman, if you are a minority, if you are an immigrant, if you are first generation, if you grew up in poverty, if any of those things apply to you, I want you to know that it is a lie that has been perpetrated and told to us year after year after year and passed down through generations that there is some sort of admiration or respect over having humility around not accepting what you deserve, that it is cute to turn down a paycheck, that it is admirable to do certain things for free, that it is respectable to say no and stay humble in certain places. Listen, the only person I am required to have humility in front of is God. Outside of that, it is my job to take the opportunities that are presented to me to elevate myself, to elevate my community, to elevate my friends, to elevate my children, to elevate my family. How will you get to the next level if your humility is keeping you where you are? Humility does not serve you when it comes to growing in your opportunities. No one is going to brag for you. No one is going to elevate for you. No one is going to want your dream more than you do. And I can tell you that the powers that be absolutely are terrified about the women, the minorities, the immigrants, the first generation, the poor people ever believing that they have enough talent that they deserve the opportunities that come in front of them. Pausing on that, I want that to marinate. People who are already in places of power do not want the threat of the people who are not in places of power or historically have been told that they need to be humble and that is their greatest attribute. People in power do not want you knowing your own power which means they need you saying no, even if an opportunity shows up that you earned, that you worked for, that you deserve. They need you feeling like there is pride in saying no to that. It's a lie. Do not do it. I want you to understand that it is important for you as you go through this year, as you remove those barriers that have kept you away from your goals, that you also recognize that God is constantly constantly moving mountains to send you what you deserve and what you need. Friend, nothing is missing. If you open your eyes right now, you know somebody, you have something in your inbox you are sitting on and just are too scared to respond to. You have a friend who has a contact or an opportunity. You have a relationship that just came back into your life. You have networking. You are following someone that you admire on the internet that you have yet to reach out to. There are opportunities out there that you are not capitalizing on. And you're not capitalizing on them for one of these four reasons that does not serve you. This year will be and can be what you make of it. You 100% can believe that right now I am living a life so that when Oprah finally gets up out her room and decides to finally call me, because I know she's talking about me, understand that any opportunity before it arrives to you is already being discussed somewhere else. So you are already being discussed about in rooms that you have yet to enter. So what that means is you need to get yourself ready. And then when the invite comes, you need to say yes. Friend, if there's anything that I can tell you to make the most of 2023, when all of these other influencers and gurus and everyone else, they're not going to start talking to you about this stuff until fall. Your real friend, Nicole, is talking to you about it now. What I need you to do going forward as we close out this quarter, get ready for summer, and try to make the most of the rest of the year that we have, friend, is say yes to yourself. Another great chat. Oh, I love spending time together. 
Now I need you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Nicole Walters. I'll be back here next week and I hope you are too. See you there, friend. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.